Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Call Her Andy podcast. In case you didn't listen to our intro, this is Quay. And I'm Grace. And like we said before, we're just two northern girls trying to figure out our lives in the middle of a pandemic in the biggest city in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it, I know. It is crazy. And like, I don't know, like... I've been feeling really, like, shifted lately with just, like, the new season approaching. And, um, yeah, like, I I currently have, like, this, um, they're, like, I remember my mom used to have one a long time ago, the one where you put hot water in and then you put on your belly when you, when you got cramped. So I totally have one of those on. And, um, yeah, like, I the past two weeks there's been days where I've been on and off not feeling myself I'm just like you know what like I kept telling myself I'm like okay just be patient be patient with myself because we are coming up to a new season and maybe my body's recognizing that it's winter and we're gonna start it well it's fall but winter's coming and we gotta slow down mm-hmm. and stay home so there's been days where I've I have been like bedridden <laughs> <laughs> it's I've been, been like a, it's been a complete halt of like, the creator must be like putting me on halt of that I'm just like to prepare myself for the next season but yeah he's, he's like chill the fuck out girl yeah <laughs> how have you I, been I feel like the exact same way so for our listeners who are tuning in again last week I pretty I'm pretty sure I shared I had to go on self-isolation right so um, I'm so grateful that I came back double negative, um, but I still followed the recommendations where they said two weeks after your point of exposure, self-isolate. Um, so I did that, and this Friday I was done, and my partner came over, and we just caught up on our, our shows, and then today I went to the gym, so my first day back. Um, also, so for anyone who's following my like little fitness journey, uh, I don't know how to at- tally the week. So I'm really in week six. Um, I thought I was in week seven. So I'm really in week six. And or the, what I'm posting today is really actually a week six. But this next next week, there's not going to be much of a post because I had to work out from home and I didn't have much things. And I was really low energy. So I'm just coming back around as, like, I'm getting going again. And I, like you said, Grace, I really do think, like, even with having the self-isolation and having to, like, really slow down, I think, again, the creator was like, okay, you're getting a little too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to calm, have some rest, take a break. And I'm really grateful for that because I got to, like, enhance and like build again on me and my roommates like friendship 
we spent so many evenings like watching TV shows and laughing together and we never really had that quality time like we're really good friends but I was always at the gym or my partner was over or like I was out doing something um and then so having to be home again we got to spend some really good time so I'm grateful for that so that's how, how I'm doing but off yeah. of self-isolation Ontario says that now nothing can go over 10 people anyway so yeah <laughs> we still have to relax I know um well I also want to when so you've been working out for the past well you've always been working out but doing like your plan and what you're doing for the past six mm-hmm. weeks how has it affected your energy level like do you feel better so I definitely feel better I definitely had remember when I I shared this a lot remember when I, where I said a medicine man had told me like Quay you have to move or your heart's gonna get locked up you have to get going and get out there because that is your medicine mm-hmm. and I definitely felt it being stuck because like when I was at home and we were on quarantine I had my big res yard I had the my whole weight room at my dad's like I was I I was so good um and then being stuck in the city where like I I had my cute backyard but I missed so much of a window uh I think like a window of opportunity in the morning where I usually would like get up at 6 30 walk to the gym work out walk home go to work at home like that got me going and like fired up my brain to think this week at work was so hard and it was so stressful not being able to walk or move or lift. So I felt very like drained. Like it was hard this week, mm-hmm. but now that I'm coming back, I'm like, I can't wait to get lifted again. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I know I I was talking to you throughout the week, but um since Nico's been in school I've been able to be on like more of a structured time where I drop him off I'm at home doing work but then I have a lunch break so I'm able to finally do something that I've always that I need instead of trying to keep Nico busy or doing something that is tiring him out so I've been going on um they're about 45 minute walks for my lunch and I walk all the way to this bridge and then it's like this huge staircase, like it's multiple staircases going down. So I walk down it and I like check out the water and it's so beautiful. And then I walk back up, which is painful. <laughs> and I've been doing that every single day this this past week. And the four out of five days, I've hit 10K for steps. Wow. And I'm so proud of myself. Like there was one evening that I was like 8,000 steps. And I was like, Ben, like, I have to, like, go for a walk. I have to, like, get my 10,000. Like, I'm so close. I think it was, like, eight. It was something random, like, 8,600. So, I'm like, I can do it. So, I went for a walk by myself, like, around the block, like, twice. (laughs) Just to get my 10,000. But, honestly, my energy levels have been feeling so much better this past week. And I've just been so happy that I've been able to meet that goal. And... Um, early in the summer, I know that Quay and I are fairly honest with like the, 
like the help that we we seek out if it's like going to the doctor or um a therapist and I was meeting with a dietitian over the phone a couple Mm -hmm. times and I remember her telling me like oh um can you try to make like 10,000 steps and I was like oh my god like a day I was like that sounds like a lot she's like okay well make it a bit more reasonable maybe like 7,500 and I really was only like able to make at most 5,000 steps oh yeah I remember one day it was like 2,500 and I was just like but I was obviously just at home that whole day So I'm just like, oh my God, like doing 10,000 steps is like such a milestone and it, and it, you know, that you've been out like significantly if you do 10,000. So I'm like, I'm not doing like some crazy workout. It's just like a dedicated time. I know Quay has said this, like that I need that time, like not combining it with Nico's time and being like, oh, well, I'm getting my steps in while I'm walking to the park. It's like, no, it's there's something therapeutic about going for a walk myself mm-hmm. and just kind of like watching nature and the trees and yeah, no, I so that's that's been my update that I'm so proud of that I'm excited to keep going. Right. I'm so I'm so proud of you too for do, doing it and like healing the benefits. Yeah. So if we can put anybody on this fall to anything, it's like get that ten thousand stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and it or, sounds hard. It sounds hard, but if you think about it, like you're gonna sit and watch a Netflix show, you can still watch a, an episode, get up, go for a walk, and come back. And then mm-hmm. I like guarantee your sleep is gonna be better, like your mood's gonna be better. Um, yeah, so if you can go and get a walk and like just focus on yourself and like whatever interest you have and like give that time to yourself go out and do it you Mm -hmm. can even walk your dog man just get out I know I want to get a dog (laughs) (laughs) so something also important um so I recently just got an iPhone again and um like I know that it's sad to think that like we could be at danger if we go out alone and I'm on like these neighborhood groups and like I I hear about like you know breaking in or just because we live close to downtown and I walk on a pretty like high traffic area but then when I walk down the stairs I mean anyone could be down there or meeting me on the stairs so um I shared my location with Quay so she Mm -hmm. can always have um tabs on me and if I like didn't come back for my walk she'd she'd be able to know where I was so that was something that um that was really important for me and Quay I don't think she got my first my first message because her phone died and she's like (laughs) oh my god share share your location with me so it felt like just really like caring that she was not excited but just like wanting to know my location in case that ever happens Right. So, Grace, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I'm pretty glad, pretty sure you brought that up to segue to this. Oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a professional podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, today, this Sunday, October 4th, is Unilever's National um, Day of Action for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. And so, because a lot of our followers and a lot of our listeners are young women, 
we on this day of action we want to request that our followers if you have an iphone if you have something where you can share your location um i I don't know how they do it on the android but if you can do something and if you can just do this one thing for us if you can share your location with somebody that you trust somebody that you're like oh like i don't care if grace knows where i am Mm -hmm. i don't care like and i don't think grace will see where i am and then react or like ask me why i'm there yeah. So like she's somebody I trust. And I, I'm the same way with her. Like I don't care where she is. Mm-hmm. But if anything happened and someone's like and everyone knew like Quay has Grace's last location for her phone, I'd I'd for sure hand that over as quick as I possible could could possibly do it. Like God forbid anything did. Um, but today on this national day, we want to request that our followers um do share it with somebody or like have it pinging off somewhere so um, like we don't want to say this, but if anything happens, we can find you. Mm-hmm. So that's what we asked for today. Yeah. So if you can do that, if you feel comfortable doing that, mm-hmm. do that today, and yeah. tell one of your girlfriends you love them. Yeah. Um. No, I think it's such an important subject, and it's it's sad that we even have to think that extra like step when we're going out that like oh oh Mm -hmm. I gotta make sure I'm sharing my location and telling someone where I'm going but it is important like it's there's like those statistics we probably know someone who has Mm -hmm. gone missing and hasn't returned and I know it's such a sensitive topic but um I mean there's there's steps that we can ensure to make ourselves safe and right let everyone let our our people know that like where we're going I know my husband Ben he's like he doesn't have an iPhone so he's like when I was going to walk walk around those blocks at night he's like make sure you have my um my phone number like ready to call like just in case I was like okay okay why don't you just like wait on the porch like I'm just going around the block so like if anything (laughs) happens like I could scream or something but um, yeah, I mean, there's someone that loves you out there, and it doesn't hurt to to figure something out on letting someone know where you're at. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this too in one of our dating episodes, where you don't even have to share it indefinitely. You can mm-hmm. share it until the end of the day, or share for an hour, like especially when you go on dates. So mm-hmm. I think I really learned about this when I was um. Like, I don't really remember ever knowing that we were higher, higher um, rates of missing and murdered. But I do remember the way that my mom talked to me growing up was like, don't like to be super cautious of things. And I'm, I know that when I went to Thunder Bay one year, one summer, I was like, in second year or something, and I went to Thunder Bay and I was playing lacrosse that summer. And I had, like, taken a ball to the my thigh. So I had, like, a, a p- couple bruises. There was, like, some kind of lacrosse tournament I did. And my mom, my mom was the best mom. So she was like, what are, outfits are you going to wear? Like, show me your outfits. Show me what you pack. And so I was, like, trying everything on, showing it to her, showing her the heels, what I was matching with, all that. And then she's like, do you think you want to wear, like, leotards or leggings underneath your skirt? And I was like, oh, no, why? It's the summer. She's like, well, you have your bruise and you don't want people to think other things. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
She's like, you don't want people to think that like you've been abused or harassed or maybe you are a prostitute and you got abused. So you don't want to have that kind of um, attention or thoughts on you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it didn't ring to me then. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm an athlete. I have these bruises because like I I stopped a goal. Mm -hmm. But then, no, what she meant was you're going somewhere where it's a lot rougher than what she could keep me in mm-hmm. like the, the the safe bubble that she made for us and she's like you're going out there and you're going to a rougher place so you need to like know that um because like it's rough once you get past it's rough it's rough in general mm-hmm. um and you always have to be aware and I'm so I think it's so crazy that moms have to be aware and tell that to their young indigenous daughters just that it, as it is, like, how moms have to tell that to their Black sons. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got, sca- not scared, I kind of got startled when um, this weekend my partner had his, his, what is the thing, insurance for your car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had his paper in his pocket. And I was like, why do you have that in your jeans pocket? And I thought he was going to say something like, oh, so I don't have to reach for it. But it, his answer, that could be his answer, but he what he told me was, Oh, because he goes back between his two cars so much that he just keeps it in his jeans, in his jeans with his wallet. But it could be the second thing too, and that's really scary. Mm-hmm. No. When did you like start learning, Grace? Like knowing that we were a higher risk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's crazy to think. I think when you're young, you're so naive, and right. I mean, I grew up in Thunder Bay where that statistic is very high. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, my, I don't know, my mom, she didn't tell me, well, obviously she was telling me, like, the be safe, blah, 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 um, whenever I went out. But I was so unaware of, right. and... And I was, but I, like, that's the thing with sports. I think we're, we're really sheltered kind of like as we're moving, like we're with big groups mm-hmm. of people all the time. Yep. Like we're not just like lone rangers on the weekends, like woo, going to a party by like ourselves with like two other friends. Like we are always in big groups. Right. So I think that's like what really protected me a lot of the time because like whenever I did go out, they were people that I knew from curling or or whatnot so I I kind of trusted um trusted going out because I knew I was with people that were safe but there were there was a time um that I remember um that my my friend ended up getting um date raped like that drug mm-hmm. and it could have been me like I think he was just doing it for fun because he didn't really I know who it was and he wasn't we were at this house party and it was some guy that wasn't part of like the normal group like I've never seen him before I remember he had like bright green eyes and I had like a backpack I was in high school I had like a backpack of drinks and he even came up to me and he's like hey want to switch drinks and I was like, 
no I was like I have a backpack if you want one of mine but I'm not I don't I'm, I don't have any interest in your drink because he was yeah. he was making them in the kitchen and my friend was was like with him at that time in the kitchen and drinking what he was making and mm-hmm. it was definitely him and my friend had to go to the hospital and it was like luckily like we stuck by her that whole night and um yeah we had to like call the health line and they said to take her to the hospital so we did and it was really bad but that was like a big eye-opener that like that that happened at a house party like where we knew everyone but that one person and it was him Mm -hmm. so and I mean and then I had Nico fairly young so I mean my my like days of going out could have definitely been longer but I felt like I've experienced enough when I was young that I'm just like meh I it's kind of scary out there to like be out there like as a single woman and especially a single indigenous woman and we're in a brand new city like there's been times where I was meeting people off of Mm -hmm. tinder that like that's the scariest thing is that now we're all meeting people online yeah so and I mean I don't know another that is scary and I'm really glad you brought that up and I talked about it because it can happen anywhere anytime it's not like um it's it's not where it's 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 not like it's someone's choice to be like I'm going to this really scary bar and that's where it's happening it's like oh I'm just wanting to meet someone and this person seemed nice online and you're meeting and then like it can happen anywhere. Like, don't feel that you're putting yourself in situations because it can happen at any time. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, if you think about all these like crazy big parties and stuff with like people who have a lot of money, that happens there too. Um, and then I know this sounds so crazy and silly, but you know that, you know, there's a lyric that Rick Ross had said, and it was like, put a Molly in a champagne and she ain't, she ain't even know it. Like, if he's rapping about a real story, they were probably at a fancy party drinking Dom Perignon champagne and he just randomly threw a molly in her drink so, and she didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Like, it can happen anywhere to anybody at any time. So, like, always, when your mom or your grandma said, be careful and watch watch your drinks and, be, like, if you go with someone, come home, home with them too. Like, we echo what they say and, like, just be cautious out there. Mm-hmm. okay so we're gonna move along a little bit and we're gonna um kind of give advice to our 10 year old selves but we're gonna introduce it more as what were we like as 10 year olds mm-hmm. so grace tell me what 10 year old gracie was like oh my god um so 10 year old me what grade are you in when you're 10 you must be in sixth. Sixth? Okay. So I was still at elementary school. And because then I went to a middle school that was seven and eight. So grade six was my last year at an elementary school. And I remember visibly being the, uh, me and another boy were the only Indigenous kids in our class. So I remember being at that age, not ever, like I remember even because I knew what people said about Native people that I was like, I don't want people to know that I am Native. 
and Mm -hmm. so I always felt awkward and that's one thing if I if I could tell myself 10 year old self is to be proud of like who I was and who I am and um like I know like when I was 10 years old I think there's like 10 year olds that have like cell phones and there's the internet like there wasn't that as much when I was that young and I think like if you're if I was 10 right now I would take it upon myself to go learn that stuff and learn why I should be so proud because I Mm -hmm. I wasn't really being taught at home so Mm -hmm. um that's what I would tell my 10 year old self is just be like proud of of who I am and learn more about my history I know it sounds a lot for a 10 year old but um I mean that's your identity like that's right who you are so let me ask you how would you describe your 10 year old self my 10 year old self oh my god if my cousins are listening they're gonna die uh, my 10 year old self was obsessed with Nick Carter I was <laughs> obsessed with the Backstreet Boys um, my 10 year old self like my fave color my fave color now is pink but my fave color at the time was like orange and I like love pasta I love um having toast in I think it's called like pate so when I was 10 we were growing up in Ottawa uh, outside of Ottawa in like Rockland um so like I think that was a French thing so I love toast and pate um obsessed with the Backstreet Boys I I was just in my own world because like again I think grade six grade end of grade five I was me and my older brother and another boy were the only Native people in this school in Rockland. And then we moved home and going into grade six or grade one of those grades, five or six, I had just moved back home and we went to Eastview. And like, it wasn't until I was in my own little bubble. I'm pretty sure when I was going to Rockland, like love Backstreet Boys, love Sailor Moon. I didn't care what you said. But the moment I the moment I moved home to like Sault Ste. Marie and I saw other people that looked like me, I wanted to fit in so bad. I was like I wanted to know what the other girls were doing. I wanted to know like what they liked, what they didn't like. And the worst part for me <laughs> as my ten year old self was that people like in liked in sync. <laughs> so when I moved home to Sault Ste. Marie, people liked them and that was that was um an argument for me but (laughs) (laughs) what I would tell my 10 year old self is you don't have to fit in Mm. like you can like what you like all your quirky little likes and it's gonna be fine that's what I'd say it's gonna be fine like what you like it's gonna be fine yeah so my yeah oh sorry no you keep going no that's it um, so you said that your favorite color back then was orange and now it's orange. Pink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My favorite color back then was, um, I don't know, probably like purple mm-hmm. and my favorite food and me- okay. So my favorite music, I don't know. I never, I never was the type of girl to be like overly obsessed with, with like bands or musicians I don't know like I like the Jonas Brothers when they came out but I just like 
remember not liking them too much because I'd be like, well, what's the point of liking them if I can't even date them or like be with them? Like, you know, like how girls get so obsessed. They're like, I'm their next wife. I'm like, there's no hope. (laughs) I knew there was no hope, but I still have that hopeless love for Nick. (laughs) And it was, it's funnier now because I remember this one conversation my mom had and I talked about it before too on the podcast where I was like, my mom's like, you you might like boys and you might like girls. And I was like, but mom, how do I know if I like girls? And she's like, well, trust me, I don't think you do. Because <laughs> like, you're so obsessed with Nick Carter. <laughs> yeah, so like blindly obsessed. And now when, uh, now when I think about it too, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure she was right. <laughs> She could totally see. She could totally see what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Okay. Um, so, um, we're gonna tell our our ten year old selves that like like what you like, be proud of your identity. Like you don't have. I think both of those scenarios, we were both trying to like mold to not be made fun of. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you're growing up and you're like shifting around, so you're like, how do I not get teased? And how yeah. do I not? I really wish we would raise, let's raise our future kids to not make fun of people. Yeah. <laughs> and just like them for what they like and let them like it. But you know, I also think that like um, teasing and all that, I think that's a part of like the, the quoted like intergenerational trauma. All we knew, all our parents knew was like these dysfunctional cycles. So it doesn't really surprise me that, like, we were, there would be, growing up in such small towns, you don't want to be teased and you don't want to be made fun of and you don't want to be singled out. You want to be, like, accepted. So let's let's put in work. And even now as our grown-up selves, just accept people for who they are and love them for who they are. Yeah. I know there's some things that I learned even from Nico that he says that it's crazy that a three-year-old would say things like what he does and I can't even remember but there's he's just so friendly a a lot of the time and I don't know I'm just so proud and I'm like I'm just so lucky to be his mom and like teach him what I wish I was when I was younger like oh so last week was orange shirt day and Mm -hmm. um so we had our orange shirts from work and I like, I've been so busy. Like when Nico's done school, we're like back home, it's dinner and then it's pretty much bedtime. So I don't go anywhere other than my house. So I didn't have an orange shirt for him. And I'm like, Oh my God, like he's got to wear one on um, September 30th. So me and him went to treasure hunt this one store and we found a shirt that was way too big. But I was like, they don't have any of his size, like of any, any shirt really. And especially an orange one. So I bought an orange oversized shirt that probably would have fit a 10 year old. And then I get (laughs) home and I'm like cutting it up. And then I'm like, was going to try to sew it. But then I knew one of my neighbors had a sewing machine. I'm like, oh my God, can you, it was like 10 at night. I'm like, this will take you like five minutes. I'm like, can you just like clean up the edges? Cause I cut it to his size and she did. But it was, like, this huge thing to get him to, like, wear an orange shirt that I'm so glad he did. And Aww. I was trying to tell him, obviously, he's, like, 
I'm like, Nico, like, this is what Orange Shirt Day is about. And I'm trying to make it as easy as I could for a three-year-old. And obviously, he's not going to really take to it. But I was like, and Nico, I was like, you tell everyone I am proud to be Ojibwe. I'm like, just remember that line, okay? (laughs) And he's like, okay, mom. And he's repeating it back to me. And I was like, honestly, that's like, I just want him to tell all his little friends at school, like, I'm proud to be Ojibwe. And I'm just like, and I want it to stick. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to stick. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. That's so beautiful. Yeah. We got to tell them to be proud of that. Yeah. Good job, Grace. Thanks. Okay, so so we're going to wrap up. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, we're going to wrap up. But we're going to tell, so I'm 31, and Grace, you're 26. 26 now. <laughs> uh, full week into it. Um, so we are a little bit older. It is. But, but uh, we want to, what we would tell our 20-year-old selves, and what we want to tell our 20-year-old listeners. So the first thing I want to tell my 20-year-old self is the same thing I want to tell my 20-year-old listeners, is... The bad times don't last. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, when I was 20, I would have already been living in Toronto for a year. Mm -hmm. And um, I would probably tell myself the same I tell my listeners, like Clay said, is um, like make your community wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. Like find find those people that you want to relate that you relate with um like they're they're there somewhere if they're part of your like your school there's like a indigenous center at every at every school or in the city you're in there should be um an Indian friendship center or um online Facebook groups I just remember being so alone at 20 years old only having like very little friends um Mm -hmm. being in a in a big city so um like seek those people out and always you're not alone I remember my mom always telling me you're only a flight away and I'm like yeah I am I could be anywhere in the world and be a flight away (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I'm kind of far but I'm like it's only a flight away (laughs) yeah I was just like talking to that um during the pandemic with my dad because I was thinking about going to BC or New Zealand after all this is done to like finally go and do my master's and I was like oh dad like I don't want to leave you and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm in Toronto and I'm like a day drive. I can drive to you in a day. And mm-hmm. he's like, but if you go to BC, you're just a day flight. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. But I'm like, that's still too far for me. But um, yeah, you're not alone. The bad yeah. times don't last. And if any of our listeners can, like, just start counseling and therapy now. You'll think yeah. this later. <laughs> and 10,000 steps a day. We'll make and you do a <laughs> and 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 just, <laughs> yeah, just like this whole list that is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah it's like drink water, get eight hours, eight hours sleep. <laughs> just try to have. That's what I feel like my life is all the time. But that wraps up our episode. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. And to the loo.
So your podcast Andes know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.